Hello, Heart and Soul Collective. On today's episode, we're going to get to know Mariah McKechnie a little bit better. She is a lady boss, a really great friend, a mother, and a business owner, and all the things. Um, and today, we'll just find out more how, about her and how her journey has led her to this point where we are in the position to help rise up other women in business. So sit back and relax and listen up. Welcome to Heart and Soul, the podcast where we empower and inspire women to lead their best lives, harnessing the power of their hearts and souls. We are Mariah and Monique, your hosts and guides on this journey of self-discovery and personal growth. In each episode, we will dive deep into topics that matter most to you, from self-love and confidence to career development, relationships, and everything in between. We believe that every woman has a unique strength and inner wisdom waiting to be unleashed. Join us as we cover insightful heart and soul-centered topics and interview incredible women who've overcome challenges, chased their dreams, and found their true purpose. Through all of this, you will discover practical tips, strategies, and real-life stories to help you navigate life's twists and turns. For whatever season of life you're in, this podcast is your safe space to explore, learn, grow, and possibly even laugh and cry with us. So grab your headphones, maybe your favorite drink, and we'll embark on this transformative journey together. With heart, I'm Mariah. And with soul, I'm Monique. Well, hello, Mariah. Hi, Moni. <laughs> um, I know that we did an episode where we spoke a little bit about ourselves. Yep. But this whole episode today is dedicated to you, my friend. Okay. <laughs> I'm in uh, the hot seat. I know. You're in the hot seat for sure. So yeah. the one thing that when we did the episodes about ourselves, we didn't really actually go into our, our backstories or our bios, like why yeah. we why we do what we do or how we evolved to get to do what we are doing today together yeah. and yeah. separately. And so um, we got some feedback saying like, well, that's great. You answered questions about yourself, but sure. like, but we need more. We need more. So today yeah. we're asking you for more information. Okay. So um, I just am curious, like, tell me about you, where you were born, your family, all of yeah. the things. Um, I. I do totally agree that learning somebody's origin story says so mm -hmm. much about them. And yes. so I'm excited to share that here today. It's also <laughs> vulnerable, right? Like yes. telling uh, everything about where you've come from and how you've gotten where you are to mm -hmm. right now. Um, so here we go. I'll just dive in. Please um, do. I was born on September 15th, 1978 <laughs> in Crookston, Minnesota. Hmm. Um, my parents were living in Grand Forks, North Dakota. My dad was in the Air Force at the Grand Forks, Grand Forks Air Force Base. Uh, but he had actually just left to go to his brother's wedding. And my mom was staying with her parents in Crookston. While he was on the road, oh, no. my mom went into labor oh. two weeks early. <gasps> and now there were no cell phones, right? Right. So yes. He got to Minneapolis, uh, was with her sister and brother-in-law staying the night before flying out the next morning. <laughs> oh, jeez. And as he got to Minneapolis, they had, were waiting with the news because they'd gotten the phone call and they were just waiting for him to get there. 
uh, that he needed to turn around. Oh, wow. That's a drive. drive. That's a drive. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that, and that was before the speed limit was 70 miles an hour. He had to turn around and drive back to Crookston because the baby was on the way. Uh, and the the really big part of the story is that he had been driving all night. He turned around. He was driving um, without any sleep. Ended up falling asleep at the wheel. <gasps> and thank God survived. What? Back on, he, back on the road. And he made it 30 minutes after I was born. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and my wow. mom's brother was in the delivery room with her. And, uh, and that's that. So that's the story of how I came into the world. <laughs> Thankfully, my father was okay. Yes. He got there. My mom wasn't alone. And I was born in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's how it all went down. Um, and so I'm a Virgo. And uh, I have always just, you know, really thought about that story is like how lucky I am that yeah. it all worked out. Okay. Um, and then my family, we, li- we lived in North Dakota, though. So mm-hmm. uh, I grew up kind of all over the state. Uh, my dad okay. went to law school and we moved around to a couple different locations within the state of uh, North Dakota. Um, my sister was born when I was four years old and it's just the oh. two of us. Okay. Uh, now, and did your mom yeah. work outside of the home when you guys were little or? Uh, my mom was a stay at home mom. Nice. Um, until I was in high school. Okay. And so she was just like the ultimate homemaker. Your I mom's mean, the best. yeah, if Pinterest yeah. had been around then, I can't even imagine because <laughs> we lived like real life Pinterest and wow. we were always so creative, sewing, crafting, I'm cooking. I mean, I just grew up in such an amazingly um, creative, resourceful, uh, dreamlike childhood. It was just wonderful. That's amazing. Um, and also always like with this little um, interesting twist of business. And I think that when I look back of like, how did I end up here? It's like, I should have seen it early on. <laughs> yes. I used to craft these, um, this jewelry and craft this hair things and bring them to school in like fourth grade and Try to sell hustle them. and sell it. Oh yeah. yeah I right. was hustling. You need this. I was making hair barrettes <laughs> out of puzzle pieces oh my that I thrifted. That's awesome. Um, so it, there was clearly like an entrepreneurial spirit there yes. early on. Um, my my mom's uh, father was a business owner. And so it was just, it was there. It was coming out in little sense. bits and pieces. Yes. And always planning parties, like birthday parties, like always had uh, a hand in that as well. So there there were some early inklings. Um and then in high school, we ended up moving to Grand Forks. So kind of made a full circle around the state. But we ended up back in Grand Forks. Um, my grandparents were there and they were aging. And it was just really great to be be near them Yeah. Um, and spend um, some really quality years with them nearby. And um, at that time, my mom ended up going back to work or going to work uh, at a party store. And so that was uh, really oh. an interesting transition for us, yes. for her to suddenly be oh, out yeah. of the home and working and kind of you know, getting used to that. Um, and it was within two years of that that she actually decided with my father to purchase a party store in another city in Duluth. Oh, um, where we live. Where we live now. Yes. So that's a whole that's a woven thing. tale. Yeah, right. Um, we'll but come back that. To was that. another huge transition for our family because mm-hmm. now she's not only working, yeah. which was an adjustment, but now she's a full-on business owner. Yeah, she went from like, ma- right, like no job, just own straight it. boss, right, and in a city four hours away. So not without complication. That was, you know, but that was a choice that made a lot of sense because it was the only available location for this particular franchise. Oh, sure. And we loved Duluth. We were a family that was always like planning trips to Duluth, 
we were we had this tie to Lake Superior. It felt like the ocean. I should yes. mention my father was from Massachusetts, so like he loved oh. seeing the the lake and yes. feeling like it was a really nautical environment. Yeah, the hiking. I mean, Duluth made us so happy. I remember coming here in high school and like. For whatever it was about Duluth then and still today, I could wear whatever I wanted. I could be whoever I wanted, and I felt welcomed mm-hmm. in um, in this town. And mm-hmm. so um, it just held a special place. So now there was a business there, um, and I was getting ready to go to college. So and this but was your family is still living up in. We're still living in Grand Forks. Yes. So she would come over to Duluth about every other week, okay. um, and spend a couple of days, and then come home. And okay. Um, so we figured we worked it out. Um, but enter spring 1997, and that date is really important because uh, we live in Grand Forks, North Dakota, has a river that flows north. Yes. But when a river flows north into Canada, and it's overflowing its banks, and there's uh, ice dams up ahead, oh, it floods. shoot. So we had lived, uh, you know, in fear of flooding and in, in different stages of flooding for all of the time um, that we were in Grand Forks. There was, it was always a spring threat. Sure. Um, but in, in 1997, it was ultimately what they call a 500-year flood. Oh, wow. Uh, literally took down our entire life. So really? uh, it, it's a pivotal moment in all of our lives um, in anyone who lived in Grand Forks at that time. Yeah. We you know, forever changed by it. But I had just been accepted to college, and mm. my father and I were planning to to fly out for an admitted students weekend um, in Vermont, uh, where I, w- I ultimately went to school. Um, and this flooding was happening, um, and as the week went on, um, in April it was April seventeenth was the ultimate uh, day that everything went down. But we were sa- we were sandbagging. Oh, we wow. were we school was canceled. Oh. Like the whole town was was mobilizing yes. around this flood. Um, and we lived across the street from the river, also important oh, point. No. Um, oh, no. And so as everything was falling apart, and we're supposed to leave to uh, to fly to Vermont. And, and I remember like standing there with my mom and dad and my sister and our two cats and going, what do we do? Yes. And the bridge was about to close to Minnesota. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, and basically, everybody was evacuating. We knew okay. we have to leave anyways. And like, your house Everybody's evacuating. A block from the, the house. house across the street from the river. My dad's law firm is in the floodplain. And we just have to leave. So my mom and sister and the two cats get in the car. And they head for uh, Crookston. And they have to cross the bridge before it closes. And they end wow. up getting across, like, within 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. But again, remember like cell phones, hardly a thing even then. Right. So we don't know that they made it until they can get there and call us. So scary. So now it's the middle of the night. My dad and I, we decide that we will just evacuate to the airport and fly out because there's nowhere for us to go. Right. Um, And so that's what we did. And we we drove out of town that night thinking, we don't know what we'll go back to. Wow. And we flew to to Vermont in in a bit of a state of despair and, yes. and then watched the fires break out which burned down our downtown oh <laughs> my really gosh hot. fires i can't believe it. it's like re- yeah yes. so um so fires broke out in the flood and um burned a, a large swath through downtown and um the interesting story my parents always tell is like then we went into the financial aid office um at the college and we're like well <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need some consideration here because yeah. we don't even know what we have yeah anymore. and we so don't have a home address yeah no <laughs> And and interestingly, it was six weeks before we returned to that town. So oh the, my goodness! It was six weeks. We then went to Minneapolis, and we went 
to Crookston and we sat about 30 minutes away okay. for six weeks waiting until the they gave the all clear to return to the city Whoa. because the water, it's was com- that high? completely flat floodplain. Flood There's no okay. for, the, for the water to go. It, it was just sitting. So, oh man, that's a whole whole thing but to live through a natural disaster is truly yes where um this comes full circle of like life experience mm. i went through that phase of losing it all you know not knowing what's yeah. you know, like not knowing what you have and realizing right. what's important and you know leaning on your family like watching my parents have to build and rebuild their businesses um it was hugely pivotal moment in all of mm-hmm. any one's life that goes through it. So I have so much appreciation for all of the um, the resources that then came our way through, the, you know, I just think about like the Red Cross and the Salvation Army bringing us meals and like all of the things that had to happen to get I us through imagine. that and to rebuild from that. Um, and just the resourcefulness that we had to have to, to it's survive. It's like survival. survival. Yeah. That survival mode kicks in and you're like, okay, we're just living day to day. Day to day. Minute by minute. One day at a time. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I got lucky out of the deal because I then went to college. So mm. I, by the end of the summer, we were sort of moved back into somewhat of a home um, wow. while it was being renovated. Okay. Um, and I got to pack up and leave. Wow. My sister and my parents then lived through that. And that's always been, you know, a a, a place that our lives like, went in yeah, different directions. Right. Um, because they l- were left behind to rebuild and um and live in work. a community that was seriously traumatized. Yeah, and mourning, I imagine. Yeah. And grieving, right. And so I left for college in Vermont. So I went to school in Middlebury, Vermont. Okay. Uh, Middlebury College. Um and I got to then go into like the best four years ever <laughs> of being in you this absolutely it. charming, idyllic Vermont city at a small private liberal arts college where I had the most incredible education and met amazing people and uh, got, I was just, I got very lucky there. And um, and I made the most of the experience uh, that right. I had in front of me. Um, so what did you go to college for? Yeah. So I was a political science major okay. and a French minor. Wow. And then I uh, studied abroad in Paris my junior year. And I actually picked up an art history minor while I was there. Wow. Um, as I realized, like, I could be taking classes in art history, which I really love um, while studying in the like the museums in, directly in front of the paintings I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, so right. it was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> right. um, and that was some inklings for me, too, of like, I really love. I really love the arts and design and mm-hmm. creativity. And again, mm-hmm. like connecting these pieces from the, my past and the early years of my life. Um, and then um, after I graduated, I stayed on and worked at the college for two years in Vermont. I had a really great opportunity um, to work for the school. And I and I learned a lot in that job. I was a director of residential life, essentially housing coordinator. Okay. I learned a ton about working with people. Uh-huh. Uh, very complicated uh, moving of people from one room to the next and sequencing it and dates and times. And oh, um, event, all, again, event. all these things yeah. that ultimately are very beneficial to have yes. um, later in life. And um, the the really pivotal pivotal moment here is that I actually also started working on the side for the college catering team. And the, the catering would do weddings. So there were a few different properties that the college owned and they would have um, they would have weddings. And so one night I or one weekend I was booked to 
do bartending for a wedding at the mountain um, mountain campus. It's called Breadloaf. Mm-hmm. And it was the most incredible wedding that I was mm. standing there watching <laughs> happen in front of me. And I could not, I couldn't get over it. I was just like, that was amazing. Like and perfection. I just like want to be there. Yeah. I want to do that. And I, yeah. I didn't know how or I didn't know you know that wasn't like I had a plan to but it just in the back of my head like that was that was a pivotal pivotal Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. um and so I really enjoyed just that little side gig and seeing these beautiful weddings and and working at them um from there I I actually was recruited to join a consulting firm in Washington DC so I had the opportunity um to head there and interestingly not political have not used that degree really since. Yeah, right. Um, but I made some amazing connections through the college, and I had an opportunity to to um, go do some management consulting in D.C. Um, and thought, why not? That sounds like the most fun ever. I love that city, and I had a lot of friends that had moved there um, after college, and uh, it was an, just an exciting place to be young and young professional. Yes. Okay. Hold up. Yeah. Wait. Okay. We've just skipped any sort of love life. Okay, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We will? (laughs) I mean, you're just telling me that you didn't have any love life before. Oh, come now. (laughs) I was focused on my studies. Oh, you're okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, Well, along the way, I did meet... I did meet my current... Or my my husband. My current husband. (laughs) My husband. um, And he was the best friend of one of my college friends. And so we met uh, my senior year, and we were instantly besties. Like, just... Immediately, it was just somebody that I really wanted to hang out with all yeah. the time. He lived in Boston at the time, and um, we would hang out there. We were always visiting all of our friends all over New yeah, England. Yeah, like friend you know, circle. New England is so small. Like, you can go visit somebody in two states over and, you know, two-hour <laughs> drive. So we were getting together regularly. Um, and uh, the important part of this story here is that I actually um, in- suggested when I'd gotten the job in D.C. that well, he should move there too. And, so, and why did you suggest that? Because I thought that would be the most fun ever. And I thought, um, I mean, obviously, why not? Why not change why not up have, your whole life yeah. and come to D.C. for your friend? Um, and so we moved in as roommates. Oh. And oh. Uh, we thought that would be just so convenient. Of course. And uh, we had the best time ever. We came came into that life. Um, we still have best friends that we met that first year of living oh, in yes. D.C. Yes. Um, that we're actually headed to visit um, in a couple of weeks. And like we just we just lived life so hard and full at that time. And it was really magical. Um, and ultimately we fell in love and Aww. without even knowing it Aww. we didn't even know it that's like the perfect um, way to have it happen yeah and when they say like you should marry your best friend yeah. like that's not a joke that oh. is the real deal that's so sweet. um we really were each other's best friends and and we were roommates and um and ultimately i i took the biggest leap of my life when he mm-hmm. just got down on one knee and asked me to marry him no clue yeah that was not what i thought was happening <laughs> You're like, so, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that really happened. Uh, and I just remember being there in that moment. At first, I said to him, like, if this is a joke, it's not funny. Yes. He's a funny guy. But, yes. Um, and he was dead serious that the only way that we um, could move forward was married because our friendship was too important to risk it any other way. And oh. I had to agree. 
So Aww. 18 years later, we're so still married sweet. and still best friends. And um, yeah, that was a big leap of faith. Very big. Yes. But thankfully, he's let me start planning the wedding like immediately after that. So <laughs> he got clearly <laughs> this wedding thing was just like In part your blood. of my, yeah, my, mm-hmm. my life. Um, okay, so you're both so, living in D.C., yep, so you're in, working, mm-hmm. and then you get engaged, you start planning yep. a wedding, and you're both working. Where was where's he's working? Where, where are you working again? Oh, um, he worked for he worked for a consulting firm in the IT space, okay. and I was working for a management consulting firm, um, and we just, yeah, we're having a lot of fun with mm-hmm. friends and mm-hmm. just busy, full lives, okay. and we planned a wedding. We got married in D.C. Yes. Um, and in that process, about... Two months from the wedding, I realized I don't know exactly who's going to do all these things that I have planned. Like, who's going to get the venue squared away and set up while I'm getting my hair and makeup done? Who's, you know, I just like, all of a sudden I'm starting to put the logistics together and thinking, yeah, there's a missing piece here and I need, I need a a coordinator. I need a wedding planner. I need, I need help. Yes. So I ended up hiring a gal. Her name was Laura. And, um... She saved the day. She literally was like the Thank hero goodness. of the whole wedding. Yes. She came in. She pulled it all together. She pulled it all off. I didn't worry about anything. It was a, an epic weekend um, in D.C. in the middle of torrential rainstorms. Um, oh, wow. But clearly, <laughs> good luck on your wedding day. Um, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That role that she just played. Yeah. Huge for you. I want that. Yeah. I just knew it. I was like, yes. wait, this is where all of this like wedding dabbling. Yes. Or thinking about had come together. And I'm like, I that. I need to do that. So I have a question for you. Yeah. That for our listeners. So you weren't really, I mean, I think you were, you were an employee for a while, but mm. you've early been a um, self-employed person. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I worked at the consulting firm for three, four years. And like, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, I, I have yes. worked for other people, but I was in my late 20s okay. when I went out on my own. Okay. Yeah. So that said, how was that? Was it ever like, this is the thing? I love this so much. Or were you always that entrepreneurial itch, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I had the itch, but I also you know, always had really great work relationships. Okay. I had amazing bosses that I learned from. I was given just a lot of opportunities to grow and lead and the roles that I had, or I took them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I was always like figuring out my own path and putting myself like in front of opportunity. Okay. Um, so I wasn't like- You weren't like dying to be an entrepreneur no, quite yet. No, that, right. I mean, in the road that I had seen of being an entrepreneur, of like watching oh, my grandfather and my yes. mother, like- I looked hard, you know, so it wasn't like that was what I was chasing Mm -hmm. necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, but I, I thought all of a sudden, like this wedding passion was something I needed to listen to. Yes. So loved it. Yeah. And I, I threw out to the gal that I had um, worked with for my own wedding that I would be willing to help her on the side. It was just like, I got time. I got free time, you know? So I started working alongside her and doing some weddings of my own under her brand. And um, yeah, very quickly realized, oh, this. Like, this I'm, is I like amazing. This. This, is, yes. this is something that um, I could see building. Um, well, at that same time, my husband and I had bought a condo in D.C. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided that, well, we had a friend who had a baby. And we babysat the baby. <laughs> and we were like, this is adorable. And we should get one. 
Like <laughs> that was I remember it so vividly. I can picture what he was wearing that night and he was just like precious little five week old baby. And we were like, let's get a baby. Let's get one because it's that easy. It was easier than we realized it was going to be. Oh. One month later, I was pregnant with twins. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so master manifester. That, yeah. We manifested the hell out of the babies. That changed everything because oh, yes. the trajectory, the plan, like, mm. you know, we're living in the city in a condo. Oh, can't you know, imagine. Now we're having two babies. Yeah. Not going to work. That all went up in the air. Yes. Um, but we were very excited. Oh, I never had I never had a dream to have twins. That was not like a thing. I'll meet people all the time who are like. I want twins. Like it didn't even cross my mind, yeah. you know. Um, but that they were coming. And so um we just jumped full speed into like building the life that we wanted to raise Aww. our family in yes. and getting excited about um about building a family. And so I I did my last wedding when I was five months pregnant with twins. Wow. Um, which was felt like full, you know, nine months pregnant. And um, and then they were born a month early. Okay. At 36 weeks, but they were six and seven pounds. So they That's were huge. big babies. Yes, for yes. twins? Mm-hmm. Wow. So identical twin daughters, Lily and Josie, Aww. Josephine. <laughs> um, and they just came into the world like perfect and healthy mm-hmm. and uh, sassy as hell. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we, you know, pretty quickly then realized, um, well, my homing mechanism went off strong. I was like, mom. Yeah. Help. You know, not only because yeah. I, I needed help, but mainly because I just couldn't imagine not having her there every day, not having like That's our sweet. family, my family involved yes. in like raising of them. Um, my sister was living a couple blocks away from us in DC. And so, you know, it was hard to leave her, but I just knew like I, my Midwestern upbringing Mm -hmm. was so suddenly strong and I really wanted to be, um, near my parents. And so thankfully my husband went along with this plan. Right. Cause he's Um, from the East coast. He's from the East coast. He's he's from upstate New York. Um, his parents were in transition, uh, retiring themselves to Florida and, okay. I we we looked at the map and we evaluated all of our options and we decided on Minnesota. Okay. Um. So we did move to um the Maple Grove outside of the Twin Cities um for a couple of years. We kind of in a whirlwind had to buy a house um in a weekend basically. Oh wow. Sell a house, buy a house. Jeez. Move our whole life cross country. Um. It was a bit of a blur. Um. With babies. With with little babies. Yes. And so we ended up you know in a suburb. Okay. And uh. He was able to keep his job okay. and work remotely, which yeah, that was way before way back. Yeah, yeah. you could do that. Um, but in the IT space, that wasn't that uncommon. Okay, and uh, yeah, and the next thing you know, uh, it was about two years later. I I wake up one day and I'm like, I'm living in my personal nightmare. <laughs> oh no! Why do you say I, that? Well, <laughs> I was like living in a vanilla suburb. Oh, yes, in Minnesota, yes. and all, and like you know, I it know was the perfect yes. thing for that moment yes. with little ones and mm-hmm. um but I, I wasn't working at that time either I just said you know was I was full-time mom there wasn't really oh, okay time for okay. anything else well, two babies yeah. yeah um and I loved being full-time mom absolutely like that was not the nightmare of it at all it was just all of a sudden as they didn't need me as much mm-hmm. I was realizing what am I gonna do next right you know like this is just been a blur yes and all of a sudden I'm coming out of it and going well, what about me what do I what <laughs> is even going on here yeah yeah right, right right um so 
I got busy working alongside my mom. I got busy. And uh, she's my, still running the business in Duluth. Yeah, she's store. back and forth from Duluth. And where um, was she living still? Back and forth between Duluth and the cities. They oh, in the cities. So they had in the cities. The cities. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I was, I was just there to help because she was busy and we were just doing everything with her and I and the two babies. And wow. oh my God, the best memories ever of the, that time period, to be honest. Um, and having so much fun with the kids. And um, my sister got engaged. And now I was like, well, maybe this is my chance to step back into the wedding world. You know, oh. it had been two years yes. um, that I hadn't done that. And, and you could help, right? I could help. And she yep. wanted a Minnesota wedding. So oh, nice. I was like, okay, okay, I got this. Let's do it, you know? So my mom and I and um, and my dad and the twins set off on a you know an expedition to find a wedding location for her. I just remember every minute of that trip <laughs> up the North Shore of Lake Superior, um, and so chose her wedding um, was at Lutzen Resort, and um, and did her wedding that summer. And just from that moment, launched my business. Wow! It was like this is it. I am going full fledged. Yeah, you felt it. as a wedding planner. Yes serving this area because I was I just fell totally in love with Lake Superior and the mm. North Shore mm. and I also saw a gap I saw in that planning process like nobody's doing this oh the idea of a wedding planner was like a what now like okay it was nobody was there wasn't anybody and I just thought you know this industry is going to grow in this area yes. but it's just so beautiful and yeah. the destination people are going to want to come here people right. are going to want to get yep. married here and I can help them and I want to build something that is designed around banning weddings yes and so I threw shingle out and and the party store was still um, in existence then and so that was a great place to be able to base camp out of you know oh, I yes, was able to sure. use and, and work alongside my mom to to use that business to support this one and you know that was um, huge. I I couldn't have started it and grew it as quickly as I did if I hadn't had that. A good foundation. Hundred um, percent. Yes. Like all the weight of of her experience too, side by side. Um, and those early years were so memorable. They were so much. Work. The learning curve, right? They, I, we learned so much. Yeah. Um, because I didn't only decide to become a wedding planner, but I thought, why not also teach myself to be a florist? Oh. Well, I mean, most people and think that. <laughs> personally do all the decorating oh, wow. for all of these weddings. Wow. I mean, I'm going to be there anyways, right? Yeah. So, and and maybe I'm well, going to get not? it the way I want it. Yeah. So right? um, so <laughs> one by one, I would just mastermind these these weddings. And I got so lucky I would meet these clients who were willing to put it in my hands and trusted me with the outcome. And, and through that, I wow. literally, my mom and I taught ourselves to be florists. Um, wow. We assembled a arsenal of decor that at one point lived in my basement um and I just sank our entire like just lives, lives yeah. into this so how old were your girls then when you started this they were two. Oh, so they were little they've mm -hmm. grown up yeah they're with an entrepreneur 16 and a half now yeah yeah so uh and they were just toting along. So we would drive up. Um, I lived in the cities. Yes. So we would drive up to Duluth. My husband, the girls, and my dad would go to their house. My mom and I would keep going further north up to a resort or um, yeah, or stay in Duluth and work at one of the venues here. But we were basically, um, we were just like mobile. We had my minivan. We, it was full of flowers. <laughs> it was full of tree stumps. Uh, we just were freestyling it and and we were laughing and having, having a great time the most amazing memories yes um 
And little by little, just built the brand, built the name, built the reputation of quality and dedication. Yes. And um, just so, like I just always committed to success of an event. There's no room for failure in a wed- person's, other person's wedding. Like it's just unacceptable. So um, and because I had that attitude, mm-hmm. I built that built that reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got about four years in. And at that point was probably doing about. 60 weddings. I'd started to grow a team under wow. me. I'd started to bring on people because the demand was there. And um, I realized I needed a place in Duluth to hold. Yeah, other than a party store. Decor. Yeah. Right. So we were kind of outgrown the back room of the party store. Yeah. We were like, yeah, we got to get out of here. Um, and so I uh, ended up running a space in downtown Duluth on Superior Street um, that was called, or we called it the vault because it had this amazing bank vault in the back of it. Yes. Um, and I, that was, you know, a huge leap to take. That was right. a massive leap to say, we're going to rent something. Right. Now we have like, to guarantee ooh, income, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like now we have to fill it's the space. And, um, so we dove into that, making the space our own and and building. Um, and and then about, well, that summer, I uh, actually spent many a night sleeping in my office because <laughs> it was just easier than Been driving, uh, driving home. home. Yes. Um, so, you know, when you talk about it to an entrepreneur about like, you literally have to like, you know, throw yourself in, like, well, yeah, to live it, breathe it, blood, sweat, and tears. Oh, yeah. Yes. Done all that. Um, We should probably clarify, too, the drive from Duluth to the Twin Cities is substantial. Two and a half hours. Yeah, it's not like you could just go home at night. And my parents live about 45 minutes outside of Duluth. So I just, I didn't have anywhere right in town. So you slept on your office I had a futon. (laughs) I had a pretty nice futon. Um, Primo futon. Yeah, but you do what you have to do. (laughs) And, um, you know, and and you can look back and think like, well, that was crazy. But um, I don't, I don't, I don't regret it at all. I don't, I have only the best memories of that time. I love and, that. Uh, and then just to see how you can evolve, you know, through it. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point then, um, we realized as a family, my husband and the, the girls and I, like, this is complicated. And he was traveling full time at that point as wow. well. So we're both coming and going. I'm leaving Thursday to go to Duluth for, to do weddings. He's flying in Thursday night. I'm coming home Never Sunday seen each other. night. Yeah. He's leaving Monday morning. Yeah. I mean, we were seeing each other like three hours a week max and, That's hard. and then sleeping. So um, it was hard. It was really tough time in um, in marriage and in life. And like things were just starting to get harder than anybody could want yeah. them to be. And like we had to make a, a decision of what to do next. And ultimately, I said, I think we should move to Duluth. Makes sense. And thankfully, he didn't disagree. <laughs> Hopefully he liked it here too. He well, he claims he didn't even know what was available to him in Duluth because all he ever did was drop me off and then go to my parents' house. So He's I like, prom- a or outside. sleep in my office. Oh, so I pledged to him that that summer, um, 2015, I would show him the best sides of Duluth and I would show him why living here um, would sense. make sense. Yep. And so I did. I worked hard at that. Um, and uh, by the end of that summer, we rented a house on Park Point, which is an island um, right in the middle of Duluth on the lake. And we we moved our whole life up here. And wow, it was like the the pivotal memory there is that we we moved into our house and we had this army of people to help us because I had built all these friends and relationships and employees yeah. and people here at a community here. And that was why I knew I needed to move up here. Yes. It was like, I was building a community here. I wasn't building it in, in Maple Grove. I was leaving, you right. know, and he wasn't, and he wasn't he was there either. Right. And I really realized like what I needed was community. Mm-hmm. And when everybody showed up to move us into our new house, I realized, or I, I knew that 
I'm, confirmed yes. it, you know? Yes. Um, and then we walked across the street to the beach um, on Park Point yes. and we jumped in Lake Superior and we took a Aww. picture as a family with the four of us in the lake. And then we knew we were in the right place. That's like awesome. it was like everything turned around at that point. You know, there were been plenty, Got of, easier. plenty of hard days yes. um, since, but it was the right move. Yes. Um, and I had not grown up loving where I lived in North Dakota. Mm. It's a it's a tough spot. Like it's mm. very isolated. But it was important to me that my children grew up loving where they live. Yes. And they have appreciated that from every day that we've lived here. And even still, like, they talk all the time about just how lucky they are to live in Duluth, this beautiful place, or to come home to Duluth from, um, you know, traveling the world. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, look at this place. I know. Live. It's, so it's it was, fantastic. It was a, a neat to be able to give them that. Like, we chose this the place. The childhood. Right. Um and then uh, business has just grown and evolved ever since. Yes. You know, we were going great guns, um, building, you know, just an inventory, hundreds of events, tons of employees, learning as I went along, yes. making it up as I went along. Fake it till you make it has always <laughs> been a motto that I swear by. Um, and just doing our best like every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. And I had started to feel pretty burned out. This was in 2019. I was starting to kind of like search personally for how like- How long had you been, how long had you so been So that was since 2010. So okay. it was almost 10 years. Okay, yep. Um, and I, you know, things have just started to get complicated. And well, like, every weekend and holiday yeah, doing events and parties. Yes. Yeah. And like, I had also been working alongside my mom in the party store side okay. during that time as okay. well. Um, and that was tough. Retail in 2008, 2000, oh, yeah. between 2008 and 2016 was a really tough time. Okay. Um, and so we had had to make the tough choice to close that store oh, and, and to move sure. on from that. Um, so I had that going on. Uh, and I was grasping for direction. I was grasping for, again, that community, that connection mm-hmm. to like, how do I know how to do this? Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, I was thankfully connected to a coach at yep. the Entrepreneur Fund. Yep. And I started working with her and that was the first time I'd had somebody like help me figure out what I needed to do. And through coaching of just really just reflecting back what I was already saying to her, right? And I was like, oh, this is really important. Yes. And then it was suggested to me that, you know, I could really benefit from a mastermind group. And I, you see where we're going with this? (laughs) Yeah, I see where we're going. And I was like, okay, what's that? And, you know, will you get together with a community of other business owners and share? And I was like, yeah, I, I like people. Like, I like <laughs> yeah. community. Clearly there's a theme here. And so I joined the mastermind group and then I met you. Yes. Um, but it was that, again, pivotal moment. Like you get you those early years of entrepreneurship, you're just grinding, mm-hmm. you're figuring it out. You don't even know what you don't know. You don't know what you yeah. don't know, but you know what you love and you're drawn to it. But then all of a sudden you've done that so much, you don't love it that much anymore. <laughs> yes. You know, it's it's yes. complicated. Yes. And, um, but I was really, really approaching a, a, like a bad burnout mm-hmm. um, in 2019. And lo and behold, what happens <laughs> next? <laughs> World events. Um, <laughs> and the, pad- the pandemic yes. just brought everything in my life to a grinding halt. All of our lives. Yes. And in the events industry, like done. It's dead stop for Year. about three, well, three months of dead okay. stop. Okay. And then into the limbo of can we, can't we? Yes. Um, For two years after that. Okay. And I mean, I hit the wall of like, I'm out, I'm done, I'm throwing in the towel, I don't mm-hmm. want to do, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Like I was already burned out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also spent a lot of that time recovering 
from my burnout. Like I was so grateful for the time to spend with my children. I was so grateful for the time to spend with my husband. He had also still been traveling full time and was grounded as well. And so for the first time in 10 years, we were just all there together in the house. Right. And we loved it. We cooked, we did crafts, we exercised, you know, many of the things that people dove into. We baked bread. Like, you know, we were living the quarantine life with everybody else. Um, And then I, one thing that I did with my team during that time that changed everything too was we held a standing everyday meeting, 10 a.m. to just hop online, see each other, check in, and figure out what next. Mm -hmm. And so... It, whether we were trying to still work on things. I mean, we had a lot of clients we were still trying to help figure out could they even get married? Was was right. like, you know, we were we working during that time, right. yes. um, even though we couldn't have events. And we just took it one day at a time and we would hop on and we would just make sure everybody was doing okay emotionally. How can we help our clients? Right. What do we do next? And how do we best use this downtime? And we realized like we had such opportunity in having kind of really stripped everything back yeah, to be strategic about how we put it back together. It's like that reflecting piece. Yeah. Right. And we didn't, we, we didn't waste that time. Like Mm -hmm. we were taking a break, definitely like slowed our pace of life way down, but we were very thoughtful about how we spent the time Mm -hmm. and then how we rebuilt out of it. Mm -hmm. So after my crisis of I'm out, I'm full, I'm throwing mm-hmm. in the towel, Yes, um, which I'd reached out to one of my coaches along the way. And uh, I'm so grateful for her counsel. Um, I, you know, I was able to go and just sit with her for a few hours and like weed through how I was feeling and, um, and weigh my options. And um, that was, that was huge. I was able to leave there and decide, you know, to take it one day at a time mm-hmm. that I, what I decided out of that was like, you don't have to do anything rash. Yes. You don't have to decide today. No. You can take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Until you know better. And, f- yep. and lean into what feels right and right. aligns with what you want next. Right. And so some really valuable, I had been running full steam ahead all that time. And I had been pounding square pegs into round holes that whole time. And I had been just, I was just going to make it work. Yeah. Like, to get out when of my I, way, I'm going to make it work. Trying to prove yourself too. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like have to put your place in the in the world yep. and and I thought maybe I don't have to do it like that and maybe that mm-hmm. I can be more gentle thoughtful and not trying to prove anything mm-hmm. and just be um very like intentional uh, intentional yes I mean I was journaling a lot during that time and just like let's try something different mm-hmm. which was a big flex for me in my personality but yes. it's like tapped into the healthiest side of my personality. So I talk a lot about the Enneagram. I should yes, have said in the beginning, yes, yes, yes. I'm a Virgo and an Enneagram 7. <laughs> um, and Enneagrams, when they're unhealthy, are just flying le- around, avoiding all possible disappointment by filling mm. their lives with nonstop activity, okay. essentially. Like they're the life of the party. Yes. Um, but that's in an avoidance, right? And instead of – in a healthy 7 is very optimistic – uh, very, you know, much able to see their way through things, mm-hmm. but they're also able to pause and be still. Okay. And I finally had that opportunity to pause and be still and be thoughtful. Lovely. Yes. And then put all of the positive energy into something that was the right thing, not just the thing that I could do because yes. I could pound that pig in that hole. And from there, my entrepreneurial journey has been so much more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. So much more grounded, mm-hmm. 
it has grown beautifully. Yes. And I never could have imagined to be, you know, in the, the seat that I am today four years later um, or how I will go to wherever I go next um, is more way more exciting because I know that that path and that journey will be with that same intentionality and ease and joy and all that. So, um, yeah, it's been really interesting, you know, in every chance time now that I think about adding something new like I I just look at it from that point of view yes. of like could I build this one day at a time um so we actually last year in 2022 purchased a historic building in downtown Duluth mm-hmm. directly across the street from our original location <laughs> in the vault didn't go too far we did not go far <laughs> um and that was the same way that decision came about is okay we need to expand what would that feel like what could that look like mm-hmm. um we watched for signs from the universe of where that was supposed to happen yes. and literally walked out the front door one day and was like, what about there? <laughs> um, we approached buying a building with just absolute uh, lack of resistance. Mm-hmm. Like if it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll work out. It'll work out. Um, next thing you know, we had the keys in our hand. We approached renovating this historic building with that same mentality. Like let's not make this hard. Let's make this fun. Let's make this enjoyable. Let's yes. build a space that brings us absolute like joy. Uh, and that was amazing. I loved, I love getting to work in interiors mm-hmm. and you're um, so good at it. Something that had really occurred to me in burnout and then um it, in that process of renovating was I had been doing so much creative designing in weddings around mm-hmm. moments that like the day was done and gone. I mean, the memories lived on absolutely and we were building that, but I would set up these elaborate events and tear them down a matter of hours later. And that was, that was very wearing on, Mm, on a person physically and mentally of like nothing I build lasts. Like it lasts in photos and it lasts in memories, but it's not a physical, it doesn't physically last. And so the renovation filled that void for me, Mm -hmm. like really like gave me something to chew on with like, Okay, I can do something that we can continue to enjoy for more than for more than a matter of hours. Yes. Um, and so now we are just living into our space um, with multiple businesses. I just yes. launched a new brand. Um, so I have uh, North on Special Events, the parent company, and we focus on the corporate events, nonprofit events, social events. Perfect. True North Weddings is the brand new. Um, division and that is focused on wedding planning and yes. wedding coordination mm-hmm. superior blooms our floral brand um that my mom and i in the back of my van flinging flowers <laughs> has built into a full-scale event floral business and then the vault event decor uh which is a rental business with a beautiful warehouse and is completely focused on curating um and customizing decor for events is crazy and i'm not yes. done let's be honest no, like you're not you're too i to have done. created more capacity in the structure that we've built yes um to add and so now i'm just weighing my options of what is the best direction to head next well and um the building that you did purchase you are now one of the tenants so you're also yeah. now a landlord yeah and true. you have um yeah. tenants in the building that you own um, so you also have that too, you you and your husband, yep. right? Yeah. yeah. So we now we are learning the whole journey of being in the business or the building management mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. or the tenant management yep. and um, taking that on and um, thankfully has been awesome. Yes. We're recording in the studio in the building right now. <laughs> um, and it also gave me space to play with. So, yes. you know, there's some spaces that I'm excited to see what we could do within and um, build from. 
Meanwhile, my daughters are amazing. They work for us mm -hmm. in the business. They absolutely grew up in it. Mm -hmm. They were at weddings from the tiniest age. <laughs> they used to wear these little wedding dress oh costumes. Oh my gosh, I can imagine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yes, cute. we because we had a party store, we had a Halloween business. Oh, and gosh. so they got their hands on these bride costumes and they wore them every day. <laughs> um, they are just my biggest cheerleaders and they recognized like at the moment they needed me most, like I which was in 2020. I mean, it all came together at that same time. Like I reprioritized them. Mm -hmm. And now with them working in the business, it's really beneficial for me because they get how hard I work. Yes. Like they know coming home from a wedding day at two in the morning, like there's a reason my mom's pretty exhausted mm -hmm. the next day. Yeah. Like it has really been amazing for them and to develop the work ethic that I had at an early age. It just so grateful I can pass that on to them. So yeah, we're a big old family affair. And my mom is still heavily involved in the day-to-day. -day. That's awesome. Um, she gets to go to Florida in the even though Yeah, Shout I was gonna say, to even though she retired. And her, and, her, and her friends listening to this podcast. Um, she but doesn't yeah, get to retire, does she? semi-retired, I would say. <laughs> um, and my husband, yeah, he has learned the entrepreneurial journey as well because he did not come from that. His parents were teachers. And he did not know that lifestyle of mm -hmm. the high highs and the low lows right. and the like taking on all the personal responsibility of everything that you make for your life. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, he's grown a lot in that as well. So here we are today. Um, I met you in that mastermind that got yes. me through those stages of business and mm -hmm. you and I became friends yes. and then just decided like, let's work together. Yeah. How, how, how did just one clarifying question, I guess. Yeah. How did that evolve into this? I mean, I know yeah. our story, right? But like, I want to help women. Yeah. Right. In masterminds. Like, how does that fill all of this too? That was really, um, I mean, just wanting to give back. Like, mm -hmm. obviously I like service oriented business. I'm, yes. you know, I love serving people in the wedding industry. Yes. And I've just, you know, learned a lot myself. And so I think I, I really just felt like I needed to, to, to share, mm -hmm. build community around this topic, Once right? Again. <laughs> Once again, there's community builders. Yeah. Um, and so when you and I would talk about like the possibility of it, yeah. it was always like, yeah, duh, of course we should. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? Right. Um, and it was other, so helpful for us. Yeah. And yes. other people in our lives recognize like you guys could be really helpful and um, share your experiences. Mm -hmm. And you have that long story too, which you'll mm -hmm. share with us as well. <laughs> um, and so we knew that like what we had to share could yes. be helpful to others. So why not? Um, and it's just been a really great um, something different. Mm -hmm. You know, I look forward to this. It's just uh, different than my day to day. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been amazing to watch the people that we've helped grow in their own I stories. Love that. That's the best part. Oh my goodness. And that's lasting too, you know, mm -hmm. it's and these relationships and um, just stories that we've grown together through have been amazing. So I, you know, I think about the, the next 10 years of life and where that goes. And I mean, I'm gonna have kids graduating from high school soon. We're Crazy. gonna go down that path. Um, Big party. <laughs> well, I'll start planning the party um, and how I want to, you know, continue to grow and evolve my businesses for the role yeah. that I want within them. Yes. And so I think about that, you know, it's just amazing. Um, just like the evolution of an entrepreneur um, living through it and then thinking about how to help people through that process is is rewarding for me, for sure. Agreed. Um, and I never mentioned my dogs. Oh, oh. 
How could we have forgotten? How could we forget the dogs? I mean, the babies, the fur babies. The babies. <laughs> yeah. I was a late in life dog lover. Oh. Um, My grandfather had a, a dog that he'd inherited from my uncle. Um, And when he passed away, he said, I really think that Cheech would love living in Minnesota. Cheech. This was literally like on his last day. And I'm in Massachusetts with this dog who has attached himself to me. Clearly, we were imprinted on each other in that moment. And I said to my husband, "Um, we're bringing this dog home. And we did. And he flew home on the airplane with me. And I instantly found this relief in animals, in dogs, for my mental health, for just all I just it just was like a hole in my heart mm-hmm. until he came in. I know. and um and didn't now, even know you had it I didn't right. even know right yeah uh and so then he has the little brother whiskey business <laughs> that's a whole other thing <laughs> that was an interesting choice um but he's darn adorable and I just love yes. those little guys so yeah that was that and I had an employee who um would bring her dog to work and I was like I don't get dog people and then I flew a dog home on a plane and she was like now you do. <laughs> like, yeah. Now I got Full it. Full yeah. in. Yes. So. Yeah. And uh, so interesting that. So your parents were in Duluth. You're in Duluth. And then your sister. Yeah. So my up. sister has followed me. Uh, and your, every and four years she comes where I am. She came to. She went to college on the East Coast as well. She lived in D.C. with uh, when I lived there. And then about a year into living in Duluth, her and her husband uh uprooted their lives uh, and moved here as well. So and wonderful. So we're really lucky to have the whole family here. And when my parents sent my sister and I to college on the East Coast, they had no expectation we'd ever come back. I mean, they yes. how could they? How right. could they know, you know? Right. And uh, we all ended up in Duluth and we really love it here. And we've built kind of a family compound out there, a lake house that we enjoy spending time in in so the summers. Fun. My kids have mm-hmm. been able to grow up with that. And uh, yeah, we're just really lucky to be here and love living here. It's mm-hmm. and working pretty magical place and the people and yeah, yeah, great beautiful. And events. and then we travel a lot. You know, we every chance we get, we we spend time in other parts of the world and always happy to come home too. Mm-hmm. And that's been really important. And prioritizing my own mental health is like getting away from time to time. Yeah, it's great for perspective. Absolutely. So. That's a lot about me. I hope that that was insightful to people so and, you know, just a little bit of why I am the way I am mm-hmm. living through the ups and downs of uh, natural disasters and living away from home. Yeah. And, and building also, and closing businesses. Yes. I feel like that is probably the secret sauce for being um, someone who can um, peer coach other entrepreneurs on their journey because... No, no, I get it. I've done that. I've been there. Yeah. You've literally, I get it. I've been there. I, I've done that. You yeah. know, you've got that story behind you. And there's plenty that I haven't done and I don't understand. Right. But I can empathize and I can, Absolutely. at the end of the day, support in whatever ways that I can bring to the table. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks for doing that with me. Mm, of course. Thank you. Cheers, friends. You've just finished another episode of the Heart and Soul podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed the show. And if you've loved it, we would love if you'd leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening. You can find links to leave that review in the show notes, uh, where you'll also find other resources that we reference on our show. And if you think a friend could find value in today's episode or any future episodes, please share this episode with them on social media. 
This is one of the only ways the podcast can organically grow, and we just can't wait to connect with you and all of your besties. You can also find Monique and I on our many social media platforms or our websites, and we're going to leave links to those in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening. We look forward to sharing our hearts and souls with you again next time. With heart, I'm Mariah. And with soul, I'm Monique.